0: Welcome to Talking Baseball. We've got a very fun interview on this episode with Tim Melville, but first, let's dance a little. what's going on everybody welcome back to talking baseball we hope you had a fantastic weekend we hope you're having a fantastic monday and you find us in good spirits we have a very fun interview for you today my name is jimmy i have trevor and jake with me as always bbd in the corner how are you two doing i'm doing
1: great um it's a beautiful day out i'm excited i'm in such a good mood a little okay. feisty today, but I think
0: it uh, it makes for some good talk. There you go, Jake. Got a visor on, looking great.
2: Good NFL draft tonight. You you know, James. That's that's one of my up up there on my favorite sports events of the year. And uh, yeah, we uh, <laughs> we've got an interview coming for the people.
0: So uh, we'll be quick because it's a long interview. But <clears throat> Tim Melville. Um, Last year, we found out that he was like in tune with our content, enjoyed some of it, bought a shirt from our store, wore it after everything. Jake had barbecue. You hear about that. This interview started off the rails, stayed off the rails, maybe got back on the rails for a second or two, and then quickly went back off. It was a lot of fun. Tim's awesome. It's hilarious. The inter- the connection was going in and out. We did like two different intros because we didn't know what worked and what didn't. Who knows what Zach, our editor, actually made this final product. But let's just throw it straight to the interview. Just wanted to give you a little warning.
2: Get ready, people. It's a lot
0: of food and hobbies and cats. And and <laughs> it's a lot. And it's a good time. Six cats.
2: Six cats. So, here you go. Barbaric! We are joined by barbecue specialist, cat herder. I, I guess he throws a baseball, too. Rockies pitcher Tim Melville, uh, my last first date, I think, as well. Uh, Tim, how you doing, dude?
3: Wow, thanks for the intro. Uh, I'm <laughs> doing excellent. Um, uh, uh, some of that's true, some of it's not true. Um, okay. Yeah. What's you weren't not true? my la- huh?
2: What's not true?
3: I I don't believe I was your last first date, or was I? Is it true?
2: Um, you and I had a very nice lunch date in Denver, Colorado a few months back, and I don't think I've had any other first dates since then. No.
0: How many first dates have you had since then, Tim?
1: He's out. He's out. (laughs) I got to say, Jake, I think he friend-zoned you. You don't take somebody on a date to lunch. You take a friend out to lunch. It was a
2: date. Okay. Okay. It was a date.
1: Maybe your guys' dynamic is different. Anyway, he he left because he was sick of you calling it a date.
2: <laughs> I think the cat
0: herder is out. <laughs> he's got kind of got a good face uh,
1: saved on the screen right now. I know not everyone can just see play it.
2: You, but... Just pretend he's really quiet.
0: Yeah, speak up, Tim. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. This has been a wild ride from the start. If people, if we do end up keeping this in here. Um, it's been a wild start. Tim's got six cats by him. So maybe one of the cats jumped on his phone. Maybe. They all had Game of Thrones names besides a Mary and a Pippin in there. <laughs> so no, most of them Lord are of the Lord, of the, Lord of
1: the Rings. Jim, let's oh. go.
0: Okay. Well, there Two was Game there was, of
1: Thrones four Lord of the Rings. Okay. Frodo, Sam, Mary Pippin. Those are all hobbits. Oh, I can see, just go on about game or Lord of the Rings. I could just, So
0: okay. I know Frodo, but I didn't know Sam and, Pippin and Merry, those are pretty common names. Lord of the Rings doesn't own those.
1: Uh, if you say them all together, it's it's a Lord of the Rings. Okay, like you, you know when you yeah. when you bunch those names together, we're talking about the Shire. You know, we're talking about four friends set out on a quest to destroy evil yeah. once and for all. Yeah. Uh, two break off and have to go to Mordor. The other two have to go and fight their own battles.
2: Barbaric. All right. Let's run. We are rejoined by Tim Melville, pitcher for the Rockies. I claimed he was my last first date. He shot me down a little bit, and then the connection went out. So we're back here. Tim, what's going on,
3: dude? I'm great. Hanging out. <laughs> chilling you want to tell cats. us? Who...
2: Yeah, uh, we we did this before the show, but you're you're chilling with six cats right now.
3: Yeah, just you know the standard amount, six cats, and it's uh pretty relaxing you do you know, have a favorite
0: here. of the six
3: uh one of them's name's frodo and he's so relaxed he's awesome actually i think he's right here maybe i can bring him into the shot real quick they're trying to eat That'd my camera great. here oh my god they're do so ha- adorable
0: there's frodo do you oh wow right <laughs> up close <laughs> do good you luck have a- on your quest do you have a least favorite
3: <laughs> a least favorite No, I I love them all equally. I think it's hard to, you know, decide that when they're this young. They're just all sweet. sweet Eventually you have one.
0: Where where are you right now? Where are you quarantined?
3: So I'm in Phoenix. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I'm actually in the house I was in during spring training this year. Uh, Robert Stock has a place out here. Um, Me and a few other baseball guys. His brother, uh, Richard, plays independent ball for the New Jersey Jackals. And one of his teammates, Reese, also lives here as well. And my girlfriend's here, and then Robert's got his wife here, so it's like a full house of people, um, but we have, uh, you know, maintain our sanity, and it's been it's been a, a pretty smooth sailing quarantine so far, but Phoenix is going to get to like 100 degrees here soon, so who knows what's going to happen. It's going to get yeah. hot here soon, but uh, how are That's you guys good. doing? You guys doing great?
0: We're all right. Jake and I are in apartments in New York City, so there's not a lot of outside time at all, which blows. Mm-hmm. Like, I keep thinking yeah. about people who are quarantined in their homes, like Trev, who has a backyard <laughs> and can, like, go outside. And I'm like, God damn, that's huge. Can't do that at all.
1: It's really nice. Yeah. If- I'm going swimming all day today. I'm probably going to put something on the grill. Oh, I got a good. I've told you guys that from the get-go. I don't want to keep coming in into everyone's space. <laughs> yeah, Mountain California. It's hot today. It's going to be up to 90 degrees. So. Ooh, fuck that. Uh, yeah, but I got a pool, man. You got to get in there. You guys yeah. can come out. I have room for you. Get out of New York City.
0: I'm
1: Come on out. The hey, where's the John the Boy city's Jet blast
2: right now? The John, John Boy Jet. Jet.
0: Yeah, we need to get that. Get on that. We uh like we, when share, Kate, we share it with Drake. When, when yeah, yeah he mostly gets it. Uh, <laughs> when it's when I have to do laundry, that's like a big thing. It's like a yes, Ooh. an excuse to go outside. Let's do this. It's like that's You need the an, an,
1: You need like a. You need one at your place. That's that's a tough one. The laundry.
0: That was Katie's must. Was she wanted laundry inside the apartment, and we ended up getting an apartment that doesn't have it. So, can you do like a
1: pick me up service? Because I'd be super down for that. I hate that's laundry. what we do.
0: That's what we do. We drop it off and then pick it up.
1: Okay, that's great. It,
0: t- it takes like five minutes, but that's our outside time. So, if that answers your question, Tim, doing
2: as well as i guess i can be
0: excited about dropping (laughs) off laundry
2: you really opened up a can of worms with that we uh we we don't talk about our feelings on this show (laughs) because it's it's tough times in the city right now what um you've got a full quarantine man like what's the dynamic there do you guys have like a real family dinners you have family dinners you.
3: yeah we do have some dinners and game nights um but you know, no vlogs yet, you know, we haven't ventured into YouTube area. Um, I think that's ultimately the next step is to uh, have a reality TV show. <laughs> but not a lot goes down. We're all pretty uh, quiet, play some video games. Um, I know stock is extremely in, in deep with the video game world. I am nowhere near it, but I have begun to play some video games this quarantine. Um, for the longest time, I always thought uh, Minecraft was like a kid's game and i recently discovered that during quarantine and i've been absolutely crushing minecraft so i don't know if you guys have heard of minecraft or know what it is but there's a mobile version for your phone and i just i eat it up i love what it is there a way to win
1: minecraft yeah how do you win minecraft i know what it is but like what do you do
3: well i think it's one of those where it's like you can play to win or you can just play to play kind of like sims i don't know if you played sims yeah, yeah. so
0: what are you doing are you just building things you just digging holes
3: yeah, whatever you know, whatever you want. Kind of <laughs> like having unlimited money to like build whatever structures you want. Yeah, you, know, you okay. could build like a pool, or you could build a mansion next to a creek, or like you could build like dungeons or castles and stuff like that. But there's side quests, you know. There's ultimately an Ender Dragon <laughs> that you have to defeat, and you have Love to get that. there by creating a portal to this other world, this other dimension. And I don't know if you ever heard of the Ender Dragon, but it's like the hardest part of the game, and it's extremely frustrating because when you die in the game, you get reset. All your levels get reset back to zero, and levels actually help you like develop potions and other stuff. So it's, you're, it's like you're hours in deep. are lost almost immediately. You're in
2: deep, Tim. It's you're emotional. in deep, huh?
3: Yeah. It's emotional, very What's, emotional. what's your,
2: what? So, <laughs> hey, I was going to ask what your, like yes, is Jake. there, is it like wake up? Is it wake up and you like put in your two hours and then you come back to it? Do you have like a, a, a time set out for that each day?
0: Is it well, strictly it, while shitting? Uh,
3: you know, you can put it, the game is there whenever you need it. Uh, you know, <laughs> That's great answer. But I, I do have a girlfriend, so I understand the <laughs> right. parameters and she works. She's, she's great. She's a nurse. She works in a local hospital here in Phoenix. Wow. And She works a few times a week, but she works like 12 hour shifts. So I'm just, you know, unfortunately I got to like board for 12 hours and yeah, that's, that's my time to shine with Minecraft for sure. (laughs) Crushing. What, um,
2: I, we, we do talk some baseball stuff. I think last time, last I was tracking your spring training, you, did you hurt your rib or something? Are you healthy? What are you doing?
3: Yeah. So I hurt my rib, uh, Last game of the last year, final game, I was pitching. had a lot of soreness. Continued to pitch through it and play through it. Um, you know, it's kind of the end of the year type of motivational, like, go through it. I was pitching in San Francisco. Got done with the game. And we had a few more days left this season, but I was, like, done pitching. So my mind was like, well, kind of, if it's still bothering you, you let someone know. And it didn't necessarily bother me that much. I felt like a muscle strain. And so went to the offseason, had a great offseason, worked out, didn't bother me, um, started to throw in January, felt good, I got a few pins in and then it started to bother me again. It was kind of the middle of my back. So when that happened, it felt like, all right, I got to you know, speak up about this. And I went to the team and we did a scan on it and turned out I had fractured my rib and it hadn't fully healed yet. Um whether that's a combination of the workouts I was doing and then kind of, yeah, you know, I was like playing golf and stuff. Like, that. like a normal offseason, everything was normal. So that was that was a big blowback for me to get to spring training and uh, you know have that diagnosis and have them tell me it's like we can't necessarily do anything for this. Like you're all, you're gonna have to sit around and rest and you know it's gonna take some time to heal. Um, so that happened, but um, you know, fortunate enough, I was still in camp with the Rockies and I was able to you know, be a part of the team day in day out. Um, you know, kind of awkward, not like throwing or, you know, doing anything baseball wise, but you know, chit chat with guys and, you know, seeing how, you know, that kind of viewpoint from a coach's perspective or just being a good teammate with everybody. You know, I, I love those guys and it's an awesome squad and a lot of fun to be around. So I had a great, great spring training with them and it's just been a whirlwind because then the quarantine happened and, you know, I was on schedule to you know start throwing again and everything, but now it's like, you know, just continue to shut it down. And so right now it's healed. Everything's great. So I'm just looking to get back uh, to baseball when it starts up again. So it's, um, you know, it's something that's, uh, you know, a learning, you know, you learn about it and you just kind of heal from it and you just move forward with everything.
0: Would you say that you consider yourself someone who has benefited from Corona?
3: Yeah, in a sense, you could you could say that. Um, <laughs> okay. you know, I think I think about that. And like, if baseball was going on right now, I know I'd be more like, oh, man, I wish I was out there like crushing it with my team. Um, I, I miss that aspect the most. I'm a big team player. I enjoy just going to the park every day, spend all day there if I wanted to. And just being around the guys and bring into this game, you realize that's the, the most important part is just being with a great team and a great set of guys. And, you know, ultimately that leads to the winning. That's the end result for everybody. Um, but, you know, that's kind of the most part I'm, I'm missing the most right now. So I think there's a sense of, yeah, the quarantine is benefiting to me. But at the end of the day, I think it just sucks not being around baseball, not even having it. You know, it's just it's, it's tough.
1: Yeah, you guys have a catcher. Like I always wonder with pitchers, what, like what you guys are doing right now. I have a few buddies uh, that are pitchers, and I asked them the same question. Like you got to have someone to throw to, but that's not always the case, especially in a time like this. Are you guys like getting down on and and catching each other, or are you throwing into a net, or what's going on in the house?
3: Are we are we get are we get down for each other? Is that what
1: you said? Um, <laughs> get on the knees yeah, for each like, other, catching.
3: Yeah. Um, so. Robert Robert Stock. So this is his place. He built a mound in the backyard, complete dirt mound, everything you would need. He's got wrapsoto, he's got nets, he's got a plate and he was he a catcher, had, right? Yeah, he was a catcher. So does so he get down? Does he do it? He can get down and catch. Um, but he also has a brother Richard who throws 95 miles an hour and he catches and pitches uh you know kind of half and half. So it's like honestly the most picture perfect situation I could be in as a baseball player, and it's essentially a baseball house that I kind of live in right now. Yeah, you're like anyway.
0: in a you're like in a baseball utopia. You just got like baseball buddies with you, six cats, the girlfriends with you. Like you're you're doing well. <laughs> you're crushing <laughs> Minecraft every day. It's like sounds nice.
3: It is not it's not bad. Um, it's worked out very nicely for me. So, so for anyone feel that.
2: Like the- the third stock brother? Cuz I mean the the dynamic again, I'm trying to get into your world a little bit here. Um I, I mean are you feeling like you you now gain two brothers?
3: Well they have, there's three stock brothers and two stock sisters, but the sisters don't live here and one of the brothers is not living here right now. Okay. Um so I don't I don't really think of it that way. I just <laughs>
0: um, dumb dumb
1: I question. Have, yeah, that was a really dumb I question, have, joke.
3: I have four older half brothers myself. Um so I feel like there's actually less of the tension here. You know, it's 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 a <laughs> it's a calmer house than I grew up in for sure. You nice. know I'm not I'm not getting duct taped on the regular. Oh no. It's good. It's my feet going out. I'm sorry.
0: It's okay. It looks great. I thought it was maybe one of the cats just hanging out in front.
3: I, I don't know if it was this
1: start of our podcast or was the one we we're gonna have to delete, but you said that uh you went to lunch with Jake, and it wasn't a date. So we can't – you, you friend-zoned Jake. How did that happen?
0: Well, Trev, what you don't know is Tim is the first and ever model for John Boy Media. He,
1: I've, I've seen the shirt. I've seen yes. that. I remember you sent me that
0: picture. Yes. Don, the I Love Baseball shirt after, like, having a, an amazing game.
3: So he's how. On
1: the- how did you and Jake meet? And do you regret that ever happening?
3: Do I regret it? Well, uh, I think it was just a normal day. You know, in the big leagues, um, <laughs> you know, you just kind of wake up and, you know, you finish eating the room service or whatever from the night before. But I was still hungry and I wanted to go to the lunch. Like, and usually my first choice is like some barbecue place, uh, local spot. And there's one in Denver called Owlbear. And some guy had been blowing me up in the DMs, okay. uh, just like, "Hey, like, I'm this wow. guy with this baseball thing, and I don't know. You <laughs> see my friend John Boy? He does all this stuff. And I'm like, oh oh awesome. wow! I'm like, cool, man. Uh, what's up? He's like, I live in Denver, and if I can have lunch with you, that'd be uh, dream come true. <laughs> I was like. You know, like, you know, fans come first and I just wanted to go to lunch and I said, Hey man, come on over. And we got to this place, it opens at like 11 or so. So I got there a little earlier and I'm kind of hanging out in line and, you know, not really paying attention. And like, you know, people are coming in and out of the restaurant. I'm I'm sitting there waiting for this guy and this kid like walks up to me and I'm like, oh great, like autographs, like, you know, it's what time is it right now? uh but he's like hey i'm jake and i was like oh oh, hey buddy how's it going and uh no we had a great lunch it was was awesome and uh i I could really see where like the energy and uh just the wholesome friendship um where you guys uh, you know he introduced that to me to your guys's kind of relationship a little bit if that makes any sense like you know he's just open friendly with me and we had a great lunch and you know it was uh it was a good time Barbecue. Right.
0: Tim, I have wow. a question for you. When you came up with the Rockies yeah. and you had that game and you, you dominated, and the big story was that you worked at a barbecue place the off-season before. Little Miss Barbecue. Is that the name of it? Give him a little plug. Yeah,
3: that's correct. All I'm right, sure. so then well, sure. the,
0: the public loves these nice. stories. Oh, there you go. Public loves these stories of minor league guys that have to work second jobs because they like romanticizing the the. The, the miserableness of uh, minor leagues in that. So when Dobnik for the twins goes to the Yankees, I'm going to connect this. Everyone chants Uber Adam, And then the world said that that was like so mean and that the Yankee fans were being so miserable. Yeah, they if, are. If opposing fans were to chant little miss barbecue at you while you were on the mound, would you wear that as a badge of honor or would you think they were being mean?
3: 100%. I, I wouldn't, think that it was being mean um you know someone didn't tell me that they felt like the funniest part of the whole story was it was being romanticized that I was some like broke minor leaguer um barely making ends meet um you know, it was it was just ultimately a, like a side passion. I didn't intend for it to be anyway, like romanticized, um, <laughs> but I have so much respect for like the industry jobs. I feel like it is a tough, tough environment and people don't stay there. Like the idea is not to like stay there and have that job for a while, um, you know, for a little bit. And with whatever you have going on on the side, you kind of work your way up. Um, so those were the type of people I, I met there and um you know there was a weird blend of it at this particular restaurant because they are kind of uh, considered one of the top barbecue restaurants in the country Um, so it wasn't like a hole in the wall spot it was a spot i like i specifically picked out because of my passion with food and i really wanted to be in an environment that is like wholly based on uh team advancement and just kind of the pursuit of perfection and to also just provide for the community here in Phoenix, um, you know, I, I never really, I don't think I t- got to talk to about it too much to the media, uh, just really purely what it meant to me, but I learned like so many subsurface lessons there that I think, you know, the media is just going to take like, oh yeah, you just worked at Uber for an off season, but you know, there's, there's so much stuff you can learn about yourself when you're put into situations that are unknown and you kind of challenge yourself a little bit. And there's definitely some funny times there, some uncertainty. And that definitely put me in my place, you know, considering my background, someone will be like, why did you even feel that way? Like you've pitched in the big leagues in front of 40,000 people. Like you've been a professional baseball for 10 plus years. Like, it's like, how can this make you nervous? And then, <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it was hilarious and overall uh, a great experience. (laughs) What did you do there?
0: Yeah. Were you doing everything?
3: Um, yeah. Stoking the fire. What were you doing? Yeah. I told them day one, I wanted to learn the ins and outs and everything. They had opened up a second restaurant. So if you want me to tell the story, I can. Yeah. Um, That's why you're here. We want to hear about you, man. So I follow this Instagram barbecue, uh, restaurant here in phoenix i've had them a few times they're just absolutely unbelievable food brisket pork ribs pork shoulder they were the metric for me whenever i ate anywhere else in the country um two years ago they opened up a second restaurant and they put out like an open interview process on instagram so i got really excited i said maybe i could do this like it's september i just got done with minor league ball like i got nothing going on this offseason. i'd rather hang out in a restaurant that's really cool then you know go golfing or hiking which i've done previous off seasons forever however many years so i go to the second restaurant and i pull up and i can't do it i have to turn around i have to go home i'm like i'm like sweating i know i sweat a lot but i was like sweating <laughs> nervous and turned around and went home and i had to like kind of pump myself up and like look at myself in the mirror like well, what am i nervous about like <laughs> what is this thing that's like gripped me? But I uh, I went back the next day, faced my fears, walked in, had a great conversation with the owners and, you know, kind of just said, hey, I don't necessarily have any food experience. Uh, <laughs> I've worked <laughs> at Ruby Tuesdays in high school, but that was like 10 years ago and I was a salad boy. But uh, <laughs> last 10 years, I've been playing professional baseball. Like I, I didn't have like a resume, you know, yeah. I'm just telling them this, like, I just felt like this prestigious restaurant would just like scoff at me and, you know, kick me out like the first day. So they were nice enough to let me on. And I mean, I was excited. Like I'd never been so pumped for anything because you know I'd just been doing baseball for like 10 years and it's like this new, exciting endeavor. And um, I realized quickly that it wasn't gonna be as easy, as simple as I thought, um, Uh because you really do have to start from square one. And I wanted to like work the pits, I wanted to like season the meat and I wanted to make all the food and also I wanted to like serve the customers and talk to everybody. But there's a learning curve, like there's a learning process and it is like a whole new menu to learn. It's a whole new set of ingredients, how to cook stuff properly. I mean, they're a good restaurant for a reason. Um, They're almost perfectionists. And I learned very quickly that it, it took a lot of hard work for them to get where they were and it's going to take a lot of hard work for me to be able to live up to their standards but excuse me but it was a great time i ended up working mainly cashier um i have a pretty good face and (laughs) they uh (laughs) I had decent pit skills at first, uh, as far as the pit work in the pits, the smokers, um, decent skills, but it really takes someone with uh, a a very specific touch. Uh, You know, I I don't think the term, I think the term now pit master is handed out pretty frequently, um, more frequently than it should. You know, a pit master is someone who can pick up the meat and know it's done instead of using a thermometer, in my opinion, uh, can look at the color of the meat and know that it is time to wrap the meat um, so there's all these things, the art of barbecue that fall into making a pit master. I am nowhere qualified to be called a pit master, in my opinion, compared to some of the guys I've worked with. And that's just out of total respect for them and respect for the art of barbecue. Um, but I, I learned so much there. Um, I got out of my comfort zone. I was kind of an introverted, um, guy. Um, I think when you're in a position of baseball, you get a lot of things handed to you, especially at the highest levels. Um, So in this environment, it was totally different. I had people yell at me, like customers just yell at me straight up and like blame me for things and it kicks your ass. It puts you right in your place, which is what I wanted. I loved it. I was just like, yeah, give me more problems to solve and to, you know, work together for in some weird way. Uh, Because I hadn't necessarily done that myself sometimes. I think in baseball, you get complacent. And, you know, you're not pushing yourself as much as you wanted to. And I felt like this gave me an opportunity to learn how to push myself outside the game. And, um, you know, there's so many little stories of people just going off on me and just, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's weird, but I enjoy my time there for sure.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something to throw yourself into a world like you're pretty engulfed in that. Just to throw yourself into a whole new world. There's got to be weird shit. Do you, do you cook barbecue a lot now? Is this like, have you, do you, are you a barbecue snob? Do you make your own or where are you? Do you just love all barbecue?
3: Yeah. So working at the restaurant has absolutely ruined my taste buds for any other barbecue. Uh Okay. I I have to compare it to that. And I know how it's made now. So I I can tell what they've done to the barbecue to uh, get the end product. And I can like be like, oh, they, they, you know, they skip these steps and they make shitty barbecue and sometimes I call them out sometimes I don't I'm just like oh they tried like (laughs) it's a tough business you got to make money you got to cut corners and the place I worked at they did not allow that they do not allow cutting of corners so I I respect it but um, I cook a lot of food Um, I watch a lot of YouTube and there's a lot of guys out there make a lot of good YouTube videos and this quarantine has been like a dream come true as far as that aspect of my life because I've made pizza uh i just bought an ice cream machine that i'm gonna start working nice. on wow and, um, i
0: googled how to yeah. make ice cream the other day and then i was
3: like stop it can't do that to <laughs> myself
0: and it's uh, not the
3: time you can kind of dive into it yeah it just tastes you know it tastes different i don't know if it's the aspect of like doing it in your kitchen or you put the hard work and sweat into it uh, but little things taste different i did like i don't know if you guys have heard of it in new york it's called dutchess cookies you ever had those
0: uh, I don't think so. I know like Duchess and, and that term, Duchess. Yeah. Cookies, yeah. No,
3: there's a place called Duchess cookies in New York. It's phenomenal. Um, they like to kind of stuff their cookies with random, uh, yeah. items. It's usually just like another cookie. So they'll do like a yeah, chocolate cookie. That's what it looks inside like. Inside of that's a crazy. sugar cookie. I like that. So my days here in quarantine has consisted of like me waking up, like turning over to my girlfriend and I'm like, all right, like, can we make like a donut cookie or like a brownie stuffed cookie or like, you know, this quarantine has been like great and then I'll go research it and then it's like a little project and then I like try to whip it up and make it. So we made like brownie stuffed chocolate. In it. Uh, I made a lot of stuff and uh, if anybody's like worried about my weight, you know, I'm fine. Like, I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> it's like literally the, the only thing I eat during the day is like maybe one pizza. And then, you know, I have to, I work out every day, which is great, but you know, I'm just straight junk food right now. Um, you know, it's, it's awesome. So um, did you, any of you guys, do you got, can I ask a question? Um, yeah. Please. Do you guys have any like favorite, what's your favorite uh, quarantine snack food? If we can like start with Jake, and, like has there been something that maybe came back from your childhood? For me, it was- Why
2: do you think I'm a big snacker? <laughs>
0: What I know. You... I know Jake's answer. So you're so... such
3: a snack. You're such a snack. Ooh. Jake,
1: Jake oh, my... now you're out of the friend zone. Also. it was the
2: date. Um,
0: <laughs> I know your answer, Jake.
2: What do you have for me, Jim?
0: Oatmeal with milk.
2: Oh yeah, that's not a snack. That's been a new breakfast thing I've been working in. Um, just because I didn't know en- enough about me. Um, <laughs> honestly, no. Like I'm, I'm pathetic. I would say. Um, uh, honestly, like the halo ice cream finds its way, uh, into the fridge once a week. And that's just the little, I'm having a dessert and I'm half healthy, but I'm not at all. Uh, that stuff sucks. And that's It does Yeah, suck. Um, but you know, that's kind of how I live my life. If anyone else <laughs> would like to answer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing a lot of peanut butter crackers. I just do a make tiny, I get really high and then I make peanut butter and jelly on a little Ritz cracker. And I just <laughs> I sit there at the table. <laughs> Like And I make this whole, like, I slowly put all the Ritz crackers down, like four. And then I slowly put peanut butter on all of them. And then I take the squeezable jelly and just go ploop, 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 ploop. And then I eat one at a time. Did you say ploof? Ploop, ploop.
2: ploop. And my
0: girlfriend walks by and she goes, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot you were here. She looks at your garage. She's like, okay. So that's my snack. And then I'm, like, thinking, like, every bit of this is, like, there's a healthy version of it, but then they just added a ton of sugar. Like the jelly is just, you know, the jam could probably mm-hmm. be healthy, but, and then the Ritz crackers, are just nothing but sugar. So that's what I've been doing.
1: Yeah. I've been doing uh, pickles, like anything pickled. So mm-hmm. I like don't eat dessert anymore since I stopped playing because I would just get super fat. Cause I have like no self-control. <laughs> like if it's in front of me, I'm going to eat it. So I decided one day, it's been almost a year now. I said, I'm, I love beer. Like, I'm a beer guy. So, I either have to give a beer or desserts. And that was, like, the easiest decision in the world for me. Desserts have been gone. So, I don't do anything sweet anymore. But uh, pickled stuff, I'm, like, all about. Pickled cauliflower, pickled carrots, pickled cucumbers, obviously. Um, just that's the that's kind of in my snack lately, which is
3: interesting. Ew. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any experience, but I feel like you can almost break someone down psychologically. With their snacks. Um, okay. was it if you don't mind me asking Trevor, was there a point in your life where you were where you felt safe and pickles were <laughs> like your
1: thing? Um, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do they just remind you, came out of the blue? Do they remind you of Phil Hughes? I just have to, to find something that?
1: different to snack on, you know. I can't you know, just because I've given that up, so like I just found something different to snack on. And it's I'm so an, easy. And they I'm stay an, good in your fridge for like a million years, so
0: so I sure. made a video on it, but that banana and peanut butter ice cream that I, I, I don't know, you probably didn't see it, but I just put that in a food processor, frozen bananas, peanuts, a splash of milk, and it's like banana ice cream. That's like my go-to little dessert at
1: night. That's like a nice little healthy. Yeah, yeah it's,
0: it's basically, a, it's a pliable base, like a smoothie bowl base, but I just make it on my own.
1: That's awesome. Hey, since this is a
0: cooking uh,
1: podcast now, Um, I got to just get something off my chest because this really bothers me. I don't know why it bothers me so much. But you're like a real deal barbecue guy, and I like that about you. Like when I imagine you getting on the barbecue, I imagine you like with a real smoker, like actually tending to the fire, like whatever kind of coals you use, you're really doing it. What I can't stand is people that buy a Traeger grill, nice grills, great. It's like training wheels, and they act like they're this barbecue pitmaster. Literally, all you do with the Traeger is set the temperature and go. Like You're not a barbecue pitmaster if you have a Traeger. Had to get that off my chest. Thank you. Um, I might leave now. I don't know.
2: Is that a statement? I'm (laughs) I'm
1: sorry. What Uh, What
0: happened? I'm sorry.
1: Uh, uh,
3: I see it. All my friends all do it, too. I'm sorry, you guys sorry. just lost your lost your Traeger sponsorship.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, sucks. no, Great Grill. Don't call yourself a pitmaster <laughs> if you use a
3: Traeger because so you literally a it's pressing a button. Yes, yes. Yeah,
1: the Traeger works. It does what it's supposed to do. I'm just yeah. saying, it's training wheels.
2: Yeah, and okay. and that was probably. And I'm out. Okay, see you guys later. Yeah, you're well, okay. Uh, if I can. everyone just has a lot to get off their chest. Yeah, Tim, please. <laughs>
3: Well, maybe you can, Trevor, you can kind of compare it to like karate dojos. So I think it's, I've never trained in wow. karate dojo, but I've only heard stories, but it's like, Hey man, if you think your karate is better than mine, come challenge me, come in my dojo and we'll mm. see what happens. We'll see who comes out the victor. So I don't know. I'm, I'm more of a, everybody's got their own styles with their barbecue and every barbecue is great in my opinion. But that's okay, not true. If you want to you throw have barbecues down, you hate. If you want to throw down, come down to Phoenix and I'll I'll show you some things. And I don't want with, to. Okay.
1: I'm just saying I have friends <laughs> and follow PG, and they put cooked shit on a traeger and they act like they are a pitmaster. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Know what you have to do. I'm, I'm
1: sorry, guys. I am just in I'm in a
2: weird mood today. Yeah, you're Look mad about me. this. And no, I think I'm Tim revealed up. that you have some hidden secrets with your pickled stuff, and that's fine. But yeah, I think right I think maybe what it's we pickles ha- what we have here is kind of a Game of Thrones situation when Tyrion has Bronn fight for them. Like whenever you see someone pissing you off in the barbecue world, you can be like, Oh, I I got a guy. If if you want to do barbecue, go talk to Tim Melville because what you ain't what you aren't doing is barbecue.
0: Hey Trev, do you have you guys too? Do you have any opinions on the Green Egg?
1: Green Egg is great because you have to light your coals. Like you actually have to have real coals there, not some wood pellets that you press a button and then mills it itself at the proper speed and keeps the temperature perfectly. Like you really have to put some work in. I like that aspect of barbecue. And now you got me going off again. I got to Okay, stop.
0: we'll I take a stop. quick break right here. Um, a little, <laughs> little behind the scenes. We have producer BB, BBD uh, in the bottom corner. And um, during quarantine times, BBD, he, he's here to to take notes, to give to our editors so they can chop up clips about what we've done <laughs> so far. Hey, David, can you just give me a quick rundown of what your notes say on this baseball <laughs> podcast so far?
2: Okay, lunch date, six cats, uh, quarantine in Phoenix, uh, John Boy Laundry, Minecraft, uh, Rib Injury, there Picture Routine, Worked at Barbecue Place Backstory, Duchess Cookies, Favorite Quarantine <laughs> Snacks. Jake is such a snack. Ploof uh, <laughs> hates fake grillers. Grilling is like karate, and then green eggs.
0: Okay, perfect. So we've covered all our basics.
2: That's awesome. I think I I'm do, tr-
0: I'll try and ask one I do, baseball. I do have a question. few
2: topics. Okay. You
0: guys run yeah. out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so you, pitched this, of places, it? you pitched a lot of places, Tim. I'm going to try and ask a baseball question. You've pitched a lot of places, right? Um, you go. You pitched for four different teams, I believe. You get to Colorado. Is there any, like, when you get there, and and then you're you're called up? Hey, this pitch might not work here. Or does the pitching coach have any like, Hey, I know that looked really good in Arizona, but in Colorado that slider or that whatever won't actually work. Is there any big change that like they try to hit you with when pitchers come to Colorado?
3: So fortunate enough for me this year, they had a lot of trust in me to literally just say, go do your thing. And that just, you know, re-upped the trust in myself and self-confidence that I had. I had been competing in an Albuquerque. Um, for people who don't know the dimensions there at that ballpark are smaller than Coors Field. And someone argued that the environment there is the exact same as Coors Field. High altitude, dry climate and wind. And, you know, factor in the new baseballs we had in AAA this year. Um, obviously, everybody crushed their run records, you know, halfway through the season. Um, All that stuff can be on your mind if you let it be on your mind. Um, But day one, when I got there, um, I was really able to just focus in on my process and listen to my own voice versus listening to um, you know, the voices around me, whether from my own team or other teams um, or friends, you know, hey, I heard you're pitching in Albuquerque. Good luck with that ERA, buddy. <laughs> um, so, you know, you, you constantly can, you know, listen to those inputs um, on a daily basis if you want to. Uh, but for me, um, I felt like in Albuquerque, the months I was there, it really helped uh, hone that process, the routine of what information am I going to allow to come in right now? And how am I going to make adjustments in game to allow, you know, the best results to happen? Um, So there were some tricks that I found um, throughout the year that could help. Um, I'm not a pine tar guy. Um, I could just flat out say, I just use rosin, sunscreen, and sweat. Um, And I I feel comfortable with competing like that. Um, So it's, it it wasn't, um, I needed an aid. It was always like, I could figure this out with what I have already. And, um, you know, whether that's changing my pitch location um, uses of different pitches um, you know, there's, there's so many factors that you can look into uh, changing their swings. You know, teams will come into our park in Albuquerque and change their swings. And I have noticed that in Colorado too. And, you know, teams coming in and literally just swinging for the fences as much as they can, like first pitch of the game, trying to hit a home run and um, you take that into account and you change your approach then. Um, so it's, it's such a challenge. And I think anybody, you know, looks at it that way, they're going to have better results than looking at it as like an issue or a problem. Um, Cause the other team has to play there too. So it is an even playing field in my book. And the best one to win is the one that looks at it as a challenge and, you know, faces it head on with every resource they have.
0: So yeah, sounds like the perfect attitude to go in. <clears throat> I don't think I think I'd be like, "Fuck, I can't throw my pitches. This sucks trade me.
1: Colorado's <laughs> such a strange place too, because you show up there and you hear, I only played there a few times, um, but you just hear and you know that the ball flies there. But when you walk up to the batters box, it's huge. Like you look out into yeah, like left like center field, left center and right, there's a huge wall, and you're like, "This is a massive park." And then you take a few swings and you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> like it's not that big, you know, but the ball just goes there. And I think what people don't uh, take into consideration when they talk about Colorado is because it's so big, there's a lot of hits in front of the outfielders as well. It's not just home runs. It's like there's just hits everywhere.
0: We got We got Jake's dog in the mix now.
1: And I think Tim is out.
0: Oh, he bounced out.
3: He got well, sick
1: of what I was saying about Colorado, which I get it. I'm just not a good podcaster today. <laughs> we don't have our days. You know, some, t- some days we're great. Some days we're not so hot.
0: Hey, the barbecue people and the foodies have loved this so far.
1: <laughs> I think it's great. I, I'm a big t- Tim Melville fan now. Is Tim back? At, is Tim back?
3: Oh, thanks,
0: guys.
1: Tim, did we face each other yeah, in I'm the back. IL in 2018? <laughs> What team are you on? I was on Lehigh Valley. I was
3: on Iron Pig. I can find out. if you have a good year that year? I don't don't think I did. This was in 2018.
1: You were playing for Norfolk, and I was a Lehigh Valley Iron Pig. For a majority of the year, I was in the Big Leagues for a month or a month and a half, I don't remember. But the majority of the year I was there. I remember my first games with the Iron Pigs was in Norfolk. But I don't. I only think I played one game, and I don't know if you pitched. Or in not, in 2018? 2018, yeah.
0: And what team were you on, Trev? I got moved. I was a pig. Mm.
1: Yeah. Great food
3: there, by the way. Bacon on a stick. Oh,
1: oh, awesome. at, at the pig stadium.
3: Yeah, so good.
1: Is BBD uh, looking it up, or did he leave? No, I'm
0: I'm looking it up. I mean. Uh, Tim made two starts versus the Iron Pigs. Let's see. Yeah, Ploof, you DH'd. Oh. DH'd. Um, and Ploof, you had a hit in the game and a walk, but I don't have like the... Wait, I can maybe find this out. Oh, this okay. is great. Yeah, wow.
1: We're connected.
0: In the second, you grounded out, so he got you there. Tim, Tim pitched. Nice pitch. Uh, five, he pitched into the sixth inning. So let's see, you your second at-bat, it was only a seven-inning game. You singled to line drive to center fielder Joey Ricard. So one for two so far. You guys each got each other. Okay.
1: What, meet, what day was this? Can you have the date? Uh,
0: yeah, it was Tuesday, April 24th, 2018. You guys have faced each other. That was the I
1: first was very game. Cold. <laughs> yeah, it was like the first game I was there. I hadn't swung a bat, no offense here, Tim, but I hadn't swung a bat in almost a month because I went home. <laughs> was quitting baseball, and then I decided to go play, so I flew into Norfolk, met the team, and then yeah, I guess we faced each other. Very cool.
0: Yeah, Small Speaking world. of uh swinging bats. Tim, you go you get called up for the for the Rockies. you you pitch, you go seven innings, one two hits or whatever. You had two RBIs. What were you more excited about, the great pitching line or that you got a two-RBI single? Or that you got to wear your I Love Baseball shirt in the postgame?
1: It's a bad question.
0: <laughs> I think, think Tim dropped out again. Jake, do you want to answer as if you're Tim?
3: Yeah, I had a great, I had a great game.
0: <laughs> there he is <laughs> what were you more excited about the the two rbi single or or, or the all the good innings pitching
3: uh, uh i gotta say the two rbi single um i knew i knew it was gonna be a slider and i just put a good barrel on it got it right at the middle hadn't had a hit like that since high school so
0: how'd you know it was gonna be a slider some buzz
3: uh-oh yeah. Uh my heart, my uh, <laughs> brain connected in the moment and I dreamt about it my whole life and you just you just know.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Cool.
3: Wait You're you think, two for you eight That's not bad me that? you think they're gonna really give me that day one?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: the inside so the, the, the inside secret And they the give it to the pitcher?
0: to the starting pitcher.
3: <laughs> I mean the Astros would guess, have
1: they're clearly not all there
3: have you guys talked a lot about that stuff by the way the yeah.
0: astro stuff Good amount. just barely you
3: guys see, that, see what happened
0: yeah <laughs> it's
3: brutal it's very interesting um you know i i came across this podcast it's uh bregman podcast or something like that it looks really cool i don't know if you guys checked it out yet <laughs> um yeah this guy I, well i mean great stuff like joking aside like tons of money raised for Houston. And, uh, it's a, it's a big, uh, it's a big thing, uh, Bregman's doing now. And it's, uh, it's good. I think it's good for Houston baseball, everybody to kind of move on and uh, forget about it. Um, cause the sooner we can forget about it, then the better for, you know, Bregman to move along with his career and, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be good.
0: Yeah, it's good. He's he, he started a podcast.
3: He, I, I, he's doing saw charity it the other stuff. Day. I think
0: he, that's PR one hundred and one right there.
1: I'm so about I'm all the good s- deeds you're doing.
0: so interested to see how they are on the field, the Astros. If they're that, you know, swagged they don't give out. a
1: shit anymore, Jim. This
0: whole thing has helped them immensely. They don't care at all. Oh yeah, the Astros are pro corona. They're all for it, just like Tim. They all benefited. <laughs>
3: No, I shouldn't say that. I should
0: not say that. that We're gonna edit that out. All something right. the editors better not clip that because that'd be rude of them. <laughs> Jake, what's your last question? Is Jake muted? I think you're He's muted. Mute so Way to go! <laughs> what a mess of a show this is. It's been. Hey, fantastic. what are you guys
3: gonna get your mothers for Mother's Day? If you don't mind me asking you, I'm
0: curious. Ooh, good reminder. Flowers and a, a card with a, a a thought out note. That's the best way to go.
1: Card's the best, yeah.
0: Gotta have that
1: handwritten. I'm gonna have my kids write one as
0: well. You gotta do it. Oh, nice. Jake still makes necklaces um, out of pasta for his mom.
2: Um, okay. Um, nice necklaces. Uh, find them on my Etsy. But yeah, it's uh, it's flowers for me. Um, I my my first. Like out of college, got a job, big flex, uh, thirty-two-five a year, big, no big deal. Um, I was <laughs> like, you know what? I'm I'm getting I'm getting my mama a nice Mother's Day gift, and I got her like this nice like s- spa massage day package thing. She cursed me out. She she cussed me out. She's like, don't spend your money on this shit. I was like, Whoa, mom, this is a nice <laughs> gift. So yeah, we just keep it at flowers and we keep it moving.
0: Yeah, There's trade back the same flowers. It's Mother's a good mom. Day, his birthday, Mother's Day, his birthday. It's a good mom. Yeah, it's a good mom.
3: Big fan of my mom.
0: Big fan of your mom. <laughs> oh my All right. god! Did we lose Tim again? My roommate,
3: my roommate, just walked in. He's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: Tell him you're just live streaming a session I'm, I'm with here.
3: the cats. Its like you got a camera just put out hot content <laughs> that's what <how> we're doing <laughs> i think well, we'll i think you we'll, can put porn. a live feed of this you I did make some money live sure. stream
0: the cats make a catstagram yeah. it's huge oh my
3: god catstagram great hey i gotta make a side hustle man i unfortunately wasn't on the 40 man when all this went down so i'm making minor league pay and it's uh it's uh, it's time to find alternate routes of revenue. Um, so sell one of the it cats. Is, it is a possibility.
0: Yeah. Just make
1: sell it. one of the cats. Sell what the are cats. you talking about? You're the worst.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's an option. It's just one option. That's all... <laughs> It's loud.
3: Do you have any cats? You no, I'm the... highly
0: allergic. Also petrified.
3: Yeah. Petrified.
0: Yeah, scared of the cats. Big one of my bigger fears. I
3: don't know.
0: They just could jump oh, on my they, face at any time and then it's over. Cats
1: are you, people are so who evil. don't have cats don't like it, but they're great. Once you have a cat, <laughs> look at how sleepy he is. Frodo is a sleepy cat. <laughs> He's about to pass out.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. It's been wild. It's been great, Tim. Thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you, Tim. Yeah. One thank of the more eventful. Yeah.
0: Jake, do you have a, uh, your final wrap up song you wrote?
2: It's good seeing that smile on face again.
3: Yeah, Jake oh, likes to end uh, all
0: the interviews oh. with a song.
3: Hey, pink, is, uh, uh, Prince, yeah. man, Purple Rain. Come on, yeah, Purple, hey, if you Rain, know, Purple Prince, Rain. Prince can fucking shred. I don't know if you guys have watched any <laughs> Prince videos. There's a Prince song called Bambi, yeah. wow. and it might be my walkout next time. Um, okay, that's huge. Highly,
0: we can we can break energetic that energetic
3: guitar intro. Oh my God, Bambi shreds the lyrics. I think are a little vulgar, <laughs> but I mean the guitar work is just sounds fantastic. like Prince. Prince is just Prince is like no joke, up there with some of the top guitarists of all time.
0: So. There you go. So sing Purple Rain. Sing Purple Rain, and we'll uh, R.I.P.
3: Yeah, he j-
1: he actually just his anniversary of his death was yesterday, I think, two days ago. So there you go.
2: That's Jake. why
0: we've all been thinking about him, Jake. You sing Purple Rain. I,
2: I think. i think more fitting for this um me me and jim have a a close mutual friend who lives in denver Who's my roommate for a period of time jeff and he uh we we got invited to a a friend's bat well i was invited to a friend's bachelor party in in denver and i was like hey can i bring my friend jeff and they're like yeah sure (laughs) and uh we got really drunk and he sang the song purple rain well he sang purple shame (laughs) And uh, the crowd really loved it. (laughs) Nobody knew what it was really about, but uh, "Purple Shame, Purple Shame" uh, brought down the house. So, and I I think it's perfect for this.
0: Okay, so you'll do your rendition as we. No, I
2: can't. I wouldn't do it justice, and I I think we'll save it for another time. But um, this is this is as an eclectic as an episode as the Talking Baseball People get. Oh, it's a good time pushing boundaries. Yeah, yeah. All
0: right, and we're like.
3: Oh, I can keep talking. <laughs> Perfect. You're good. Keep talking all day with you guys. You guys are great.
0: Oh man! All right, we'll do a Tim. little post game.
3: Thank you, man. Stay
0: out. Stay with us. But I'm doing a fake ending for the show. Thank you, and uh, we'll have you on again later.
3: Wait, this is fake. Barbaric.
0: All right, that was Tim Melville. Everyone, go give him a follow. Reach out. Tell him to give constant pictures and videos of his six cats to you. He may be selling one. I'm not sure where we landed on that. But uh that was that was uh that was Timmy Melville. Lomis Barbecue.
2: Wild. Um couldn't couldn't believe some some of the corners we ventured into in this world. Um and he's uh uh so a uh, how about a little back end for me? So I meet up with him, I don't really know what I'm getting into. Like I'm obviously not gonna fanboy out. Um you know, but also mm-hmm. I'm not, well, no, I'm I, I'm not going to get barbecue lunch with this guy and be like, Oh dude, that two seamer you threw the other night. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm meeting the guy. And so we get barbecue. And he like, as you heard my man's nose is barbecue. So he was, he was like walking me through it. He showed me like some of the barbecue I got. He's like, Oh, we wouldn't even serve that at the other place. And I was like, Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> But, uh, no, and I, I think my other my other comment is uh, whenever someone interviews interviews us about the John Boy Media stuff and, you know, they're like, oh, so Houston must have been big. And we're like, yeah, Houston was big, the Boone Savages, blah, blah, blah. I'd say Tim Melville wearing the I Love Baseball shirt in his post-game interview was one of our most, like, what <laughs> moments. <laughs> like, That's the biggest cool. out of left field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the the Tim Melville experience as Trevor just saw is 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 a little out of left field.
1: It is. I'm happy to hear that that was an organic thing that he just bought this shirt because that makes it so much better.
2: Yeah, yeah. But
1: definitely, didn't. he's he's a fun guy. We found out that we uh, him and I actually faced each other in the International League in 2018, which is pretty cool. Um, I do have to apologize for how I was this episode. Um, I commented on people who use Traeger Grills <laughs> yeah. and I was very harsh to them. Uh, but you know, sometimes you just got to let it fly. And today I had to do that. So I had a good time with it. Yeah.
2: And know could. what? If I was Traeger Grills, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to send those guys each a nice grill <laughs> and sponsor their podcast to show them that we are Traeger.
1: You well, you- I will say this. I like lo- them. Traeger Grills are incredible. Like they do the work for you. That was my point. <laughs> okay. like you're not a pit master.
0: They're too easy. You can't buy a Roomba and then call yourself an expert housemaid.
1: <laughs> that's a great comparison. Perfect. All
0: right. That's all I do here. And we're out. <laughs> Thank you guys very much for listening.